Okay, we are back, yo, for another um this Nigerian <laughs> Prince thing. I mean, like when I type in Nigerian Prince, it's not even really the movie that comes up. Okay, so fine. One of course movie, not. It's like advanced How movie? scam. What does Nigerian How? Prince mean? <laughs> wait to wait to wait to wait to. Do you know just now? Uh, just now, as you said Nigerian Prince a few times, I got the the meaning. As I now know what they mean, is the scamming thing, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> oh my God. I was actually thinking about it like, oh, he considers himself too big for Niger. That's why they call him Nigerian Prince. It didn't occur to me that, oh, what they mean is scamming. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Wow. Wow. It was so insightful. Lost the Korochi. And then this one went right over. The obvious. How did that? <laughs> How did that happen? It, it was right in front of me. <laughs> and I missed it. That is so funny. Yeah, it's those I do not come to you by chance emails. I am a Nigerian prince. Yes. Okay. Um, all right, let's start. Before the passing, my husband left me with 10 million US dollars. I have decided to donate the money to a kind-hearted individual. God bless. Mrs. Angeliki, Papa Mikhail. What am I doing here? You're there to learn who you are and where you're from. I'm not Nigerian. I'm American. I want to go home. Where are you going? To upgrade my return flight. Your mother consulted the day you arrived. Mom. You lied to me. Can I please come home? My mother does not usually have guests. My name is Pios. So what do you do for a living? I think you know what I do. Are we good? Yes. Print your name, sign a date. It's yours. Drive! You're a Nigerian scammer. <laughs> you can just say scammer. Scamming is a game. People are fools. Anyone can fall for scams. I am speechless. Anyone. I owe someone. I give you a second chance. Four million in five days. You need money. I can help you scam. All I want to return is a plane ticket home. How much do you need? This thing you're doing, you will not succeed. The boy is American, correct? Are you trying to scam him? Should I be worried? Trust me. While you still have your head, he will kill you whether you find the money or not. Suspect is heading downstairs. Hey, what's going on? It is not safe. You want to go back home? It is now or never. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Non-Expert Guide to African TV and Film. We are here, and when I say we, I mean me and my co-non-experts, <laughs> my co-hosts, Ibiemi and Tolu. Hello, people. We're discussing Nigerian culture that has, we have exported well. <laughs> 419 scams. My God. Nigerian princes. All those emails you received. There's a movie about them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We are talking about Nigerian prince today. But before we go there, let's talk about our social media real quick. 
If you are on Instagram, follow us at Let's Stream Africa. Just one S in there. Let's Stream Africa. If you're on Facebook, we are the non-expert guide to African TV and film. Follow us, like our page. And if you're on YouTube, we have a YouTube channel. If you're on YouTube. On YouTube. <laughs> Let's Stream Africa. <laughs> the non-expert guide to African TV and film. All right, let's go. So Nigerian Prince. Uh, I'm going to read a quick synopsis and then we will head into it. All right. Um, it's directed by Faraday Okoro, um, starring Antonio Bell, Antonio J. Bell, Chinaza Uche, Tina Mba. After being sent to Nigeria against his will, a stubborn Nigerian-American teenager joins forces with an internet scammer to return to the United States. So let's jump into it. Let's talk what we liked. What did the film do well? Ibm, you want to start? Yeah, so I think it's the the theme or the yeah the central topic I think is quite interesting, um, um, which is uh, a Nigerian-born American or whatever Nigerian-American, anyway, a Nigerian-American um, um, who obviously is torn between two worlds and two cultures, and one world or one culture is now being forced on him and he's been sent back home so this is a story that is quite i don't know if it's still if it happens a lot now but it certainly did used to happen some 10 15 maybe 20 years back a lot where parents who got scared or frustrated with the way their kids were behaving and turning out felt that the western influence was too strong and negative them home so it's a story to tell um and I thought, you know, it, you know, it was good that they wanted to deal with that topic, whether they dealt with it properly or not, and what the risks of that would be. Actually, yeah, in some sense, they, they did deal with it um, quite well, I suppose. There, there are lots of things that they could have talked about, but they talk about internet scamming as one of the, the risks or something of, of sending a child to Nigeria. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the, the central topic, which was, an American, a Nigerian-American being sent home because the influence of the West on, on the child was not what the parents wanted, and they sent him home to go and get some grounding, is a very, very common story that needed to be told. So I'm, I'm glad that they're telling that story. All right, Tolu, what did you like? Um, I, thought it was, I thought it was very, like Ibiyami said, that story of, you know, you're being sent home to Nigeria to straighten you out. <laughs> um, and, but I like the twist was that, you know, you can run into some not-so-same re-characters here, too. And what makes it even worse is that they'll stick in the glasses will be your family members. So I like that sort of twist. I, I think um, I really felt the poor boy's fish out of water um, experience coming home to Nigeria with no light, no internet, you know, all sorts of... Uh, the shenanigans going on, trying to get into him to a school. I thought the actor who portrayed um, uh, the high school student, I can't remember them, apologies. Um, he did a really great job. Um, and I thought that, you know, I really felt the, um, the scamming, uh, they got a lot of the scamming uh, parts of it right. So I thought it was, I think from, for me, from a, uh, from a, uh, from overall point of view, I liked a lot of things that they did in the movie. I've got a question before you answer. Before you answer that question about plots or what you liked about sure. it, to, um, Lola. Uh, 
was the story about scamming, i.e. the name Nigerian Prince, or was the story about a child who was now torn, who was sent home to a culture that he didn't understand or to a country that he didn't recognize or identify with and his struggles? Or was it both? I mean, clearly it was both. But what do you think they were actually trying to deal with? Was it, were they trying to portray, because the title is, Niger, um, is Nigerian Prince, which tends to, which in one, you would think, okay, that's what they want to talk about. They want to talk about the internet scamming. And that's this story question. of this boy is only ancillary to that. The teenager wasn't the lead character, though, was he? he that's, it, the, the film wasn't actually his story. It was his cousin's story. Was it not? <laughs> that, that's the thing. It felt more like the teenager's story. His name is Eze. It felt like yeah. more like Eze's story than Pius. You're right, Ibiemi. That is... Yeah, whose story, whose story was it? Yeah. So, is it, it, so I think it was supposed to be about scamming. Because, right, because... So on the one hand, you have this teenager who goes back home and then meets his cousin who's a scammer and then decides to help his cousin, right? So that he can get a, a ticket back home. Um, but yeah, but when, when, when I think about the film, I do think more of Eze, the teenager, and I think more about his struggle, you know? Yes. But, but if you think about it, the character development and all the conflict that was introduced and all of that was mainly around Pius. Pius was the lead character in this film. You see, even we can't decide who was the lead character. Uh, so I, I, I think the story was about Eze, but the focus was on Pius. That's, that's the way I feel. So that's why the plot for me, even, so when I was talking about the plot, you noticed I didn't talk about the internet scamming. I was talking about the story of Eze, you know? But if Tolu was going to talk about the plot and what the central theme of it was, you would say scamming. And the title does suggest that she'll be right. But there was something about the way it was presented that has now caused this conundrum or this, who, whose story was it? So it's important, this storytelling thing, isn't it? It's quite, it's quite weird how we can be looking at the same thing and I'm wondering whose story it was. But if you think about it, Izzy didn't really, what happened? I mean, they could have pursued love interests on his part. Um, what they else? Didn't. You know, they didn't. They, they, not, not, not much. If you think about it, not much happened to him. He just seems yeah, to be so living the, in Pius. The story was driven, was driven by Pius. Everything that, that moved the plot and the story forward was Pius. It was Pius's um, interactions, Pius getting, you know, um, he was, his problems, he started off the movie, kicked off the movie, you know, so Pius was really the driver of a lot of the conflict, and even the story ended with Pius. True. It didn't end, so it began and ended with, did, so it's supposedly secondary Pius? character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't remember. For me, I feel like... When he was remember. selling the car. He was selling the car. <gasps> the first time. Oh, yes, that's true. I feel, I feel like I just got so engrossed and emotionally connected with AZ. AZ. Yeah. Yes. And so I kind of forgot about Pius, actually. Wow. Okay. That is true. That's true. Wow. <laughs> wow. Because, so if it, yeah. Was that deliberate or was that just, was that just you know, Un- something that they could un- Unintentional. Yes. And I will say this, and, and I, I got this criticism as well for my film. I know at least two people said, one person that I didn't know, and one person that I knew was like, I didn't know whose story it was. Was it the mother? Was it the daughter? And I totally see that. And now I see that as well, you know? Yeah. I totally see that. Yeah. 
That's interesting. Yeah, so it could have been, on, on my part, it was completely unintentional. To be honest, I thought it was the mother's story. But then there's all these other things going on with these other characters. And people are like, wait, whose story is it? <laughs> ah, interesting. Okay. Anyway, all right. Um, let me talk. I'll talk about what I liked um, about it. Uh, it was entertaining. Easy, obviously. Well, I liked, I liked Izzy. Izzy. I was with Izzy, man. And I was just like, how is this boy going to get back to the United States of America? Now, I know a little tidbit because I watched this film. The first time I watched it was at a film festival. I can't remember if it was Tribeca or if it was New York Film Festival, one of them. Um, and the director was there. He, he got a grant from AT&T, I believe. He won some, a competition to do this film. And he got a million dollars. So one of the executive producers is Spike Lee, B. Bandili is one of the executive producers. So Faraday Okoro, who, who co-wrote it um, and directed it, the same thing happened to him. He was sent to Nigeria as a teenager. I can't remember what, mm. why or what happened um, you know, from the US and adjusting to Nigeria life and all that. I don't think the scamming part though was part of it. I don't remember. I think that might have just been added to it, but Definitely, he had that experience of being sent back home. Um, I always wonder, isn't, do you, would we consider that child abuse in this yes. day and age? Yes. <laughs> I would consider it child abuse. I'm sorry. You think would, so? No, not, not child abuse. I would, I would consider it neglect. Or endangerment or whatever. Or endangerment, endangerment. So I thought the film was entertaining. It was entertaining, you know, like I wanted to know what would happen, what would happen to Pius, what would happen to Eze. You know, it was storytelling. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it was the deepest story I'd ever seen. No. But it was, you know, it moved along. I just felt like as a, as a, it was entertaining. I mean, I would say that for me, it was entertaining. And that's what I'd say. So you, the question you asked me was, um, how, why, why do I think it's child endangerment? Oh, yeah. sorry. Yes, yes. I don't think the so if you're taking him away from an environment where you think he's unsafe and is learning um, bad habits and and then you put him with a woman whose only child is an instant internet scammer. So who are you saying that you're such a bad parent that this woman who couldn't raise her one child to be responsible should not be responsible for your child? Mm. And that woman, um, her character, Auntie Grace's character was actually she she was nearly written. i don't know that it's poorly written but i actually not like i know people like that but i can actually imagine that the, you I know can. the scene where she I said i am not that. your mother i'm not your mother and the next time you'll be boiling water that's 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 a that's a threat ah. but then the person that would say that's not somebody that actually cares for you i know right <laughs> So I don't. So so for me, it was either she was going to be evil or not. You can't say things like "I am not your mother," and next time it will be hot water. I'm like, ah, I'm well, sorry. We, if it was me, but we say things. If it was like me, that. my child is on the next flight. Eh? But we say things like that, Ibmi. We we whip Ooh. children. We do those kinds of things. Yeah. Well, it's Trisha. Was it Olu that said? Um, we what was it that you said? Casual about cruelty. Casual cruelty to children. I mean, well, you're right. She might not have meant it, but you know, mm. you just say things like that. It's casual. You you say it as a, a sort of loose threat. You you expect them to know that it's not going to happen. But you know, it's 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 children it's believing evil. things. Yeah, it's scary. I mean, I can't imagine someone saying that to me. I'm a teenager who's lived my life completely in one part of the world, and then I come to Nigeria and you now say things like that to me. That was. Uh, no, I'm that, sorry. That, I'm I sure that would be so... very traumatic. 
Yeah. The women in this, in the women, all of them, including the girl who was helping him, none of them were written with a kind eye at all. Not a single one. Even the girl who was walking him to school. It was just, I mean, he doesn't, he's not, it's not, his mother was, you know, very dismissive. She's a liar. She sent him all this way and told him that she lied to him to get him on the plane or whatever. His aunt was the most unsympathetic human being who, I guess, you know, to be fair, we have, there at home, we have a lot of disdain for all they call them, people who come Privileged from, children. Who come from the U.S. and come to stay with us. So it's like, ah, what, what, why, are you, why, do you, why are you so hung up on all of these things? And, you know, don't you know how to take a shower with a bucket when somebody has never seen a bucket before in their lives to take a bath, you know? I mean, and so... That's why it felt very real in the sense that these are these are not surprising um, emotions that we see, uh, or expressions of Nigerianisms that we um, experience, or some people have experienced. Um, I just like I don't know. Anyway, you guys go on. I think yeah. it's. I thought it was real. I thought those things can happen i thought i mean and i was like why is she sharing a bed she, she doesn't have any other bed in that house that she has to be sharing. i don't remember how old Aze was supposed to be but really he's a teenager i mean yeah. he's 14 or 15 exactly. sleep on the couch and yeah. because well i guess I, or even sleep on a mattress on the floor exactly whatever so she just seemed very uninterested and this is what i mean about these are things that we do do she seemed very uninterested in what he wanted as an individual and i just and i feel like that wealthy oh he's well no so no so so i I don't agree there i think okay no not welfare not welfare okay she seemed uninterested in what was going on in his mind yes yes and what he was experiencing she seemed very very unsympathetic and very like you said uninterested yes but i feel like that's very typical of a certain generation where it's just like you know, I'm here to make sure you have food Get on with it. shelter, you know, and that's it. You know, it. I don't care about whether you're depressed or whether you, you're somebody is bullying you in school. You're right. You're right. I mean, at first I didn't, when you first said child abuse or even child neglect, I didn't know that I agreed, but now I think about it. Yeah. I don't think people are really thinking about what is this boy going to Nigeria? Where is he going to stay? Who's going to be with him? Now I was going to say the aunt, Auntie Grace, is that, was that her name? Yeah. Grace. Grace. So at the same time, but she cares for him. You know, she's going to go and haggle with the school to get him in. You know, she's like, oh yeah, get dressed, follow me. You know, so there's a, there's a, there's a love there, you know, but it's the way it's expressed, you know, and it, it's brutal. Huh? It's like brusque and brutal, very... Yes! You know, like I really liked, like the, the scene at the end where she came and got him from the airport touched me in a way. You know, the way he just kind of follows her obediently because I think he himself realizes that this pious, I don't know what he's doing, you know, and it's safe out with Auntie Grace, who is a little crazy, but I don't know. But, I, that's, that's how I felt. But also, mm. in a sense, I, um, I understand Pius's almost disdain and rebellion as well. Yeah. You know, that, that, kind, that, kind of, that kind of parenting style or adulting style it can do it can it can only it can cause you know rebellion or it can cause forced or fake um compliance 
Mm. Or, or actually, it can it can whittle away at a person's individuality and their own um, self confidence and all of that. It, it it hardly ever brings about. I don't know what do I know about life. What, who have I raised? But from my own perspective, you I don't children. think that's. A, yeah, but I mean, they're not. They, I mean, I can't point at them and say, "Look at how perfectly they turned out." I mean, they're perfect now, and they will be perfect forever. Amen. But. Um, you know, it's easier said than done. But the point is this. Um, I don't think that style brings out the best in people. Essentially. And you can see that Pius really, really doesn't like her. <laughs> and they never got along. And even the way she looked at him, even she had given up on him, which in a sense, you know, I can't imagine. I, mean, I can imagine parents trying their best and losing hope. But... I mean, giving up on a child completely to the extent that, I don't know. Well, when you're scamming people, I don't know. It might be a little tough. I was going to say, she really, because he had free reign of her house. He was coming in and going out. Whatever. I mean, he... That's saying something. Like, like a lot of Nigerians, your child, your child is still your child, whatever, no matter how bad they are. And so I think she still had a lot of affection for her son, but she was very clear-eyed about who he was and what he was doing. Um, and if you may, I mean, going back to your point about, you know, which, was she the best person to send your son to? If she had so many issues raising her own son, I mean, why would she, why would you think her parenting style would be the kind of environment? But then again, I guess that's, when Nigeria's born, we think that that strictness is what makes us better perform better when we go to the u.s and to the uk when people talk about nigerians being the most educated immigrant group the thing is that being parents being strict and you know domineering that makes their their children perform better abroad i don't know nobody's researching this stuff but it's 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 a it's a viewpoint we have and yeah. so yeah. maybe that's what she was hoping for when she sent them back but his mother also was quite neglectful. She wouldn't take his calls. His his dad was quite neglectful. He wouldn't take his calls either. So he came. I mean, the parents were, were not um, innocent in his in his predicament and how he got to be where he was. So, but like a lot of things, responsibility is always somebody else's when it comes to Africans and their children. So that's very interesting. Yeah, because even when he was planning to go back, I'm like, where are you going? I mean, in the end, maybe Auntie Grace is really who you need to stay with because you're not, neither one of your parents wants you to come back, you know? And yeah, I felt for AZ. And I think maybe that's why. And he's young, you know? And I was just like, what's going to happen to AZ? Um, anyway, let's move on. <laughs> huh? I said he was, he, like, he would still have to, I guess he would have gone to his parents' house because he, he was still legally a minor. He would have had to go to a parents' house. Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah. Well, what did she go? What he would have gone to his mother's house, and what would she have done? Kicked him out. I'd be true. Yes, she could have. Well, true. Parents in the U.S. do kick out minors. Yeah. Yeah. In the All abroad. Right. In the abroad, you okay? But I like the point that you made about the fact that um, Pius still had you know free reign, and his mother knew that he came to the house, you know, and the fact yeah. that she hadn't changed locks and all that stuff. It does mean that, yeah, like, you know, you have a place to come back to. I, I, I like that. I like that. Plot-wise, mm -hmm. 
I love that conversation, the scene at the end where Pius takes his cousin's passport and flies off. I wanted to ask because I'm not, I don't, I'm not a citizen. I don't know anybody who's a citizen. But there is there no border control check that corroborates that the passport you're flying with, you're flying into the country with, is actually your passport? Okay, so you said you don't know anybody that's a citizen, but I am. <laughs> so you know me. Sorry. Sorry. I'm like, uh, me? I'm here. <laughs> um, you know, uh, yeah, we're talking, we're talking about this. No, don't remember, like, when you're coming back into the country, um, you so that so that I mean, so now there are different ways, right? And there's but the, the most traditional way is yeah, there's a kiosk with the immigration officer. You go there, you fill out a form or something, you hand over your passport. I think they take a picture of you. I don't think they do a fingerprint, but they look at you and they look at the passport. Will they let him in? I don't know. Will he even get on the plane? I mean, it's possible, yes, but I don't know what happens to him when he gets to the US if he makes it that far. I don't know. I don't, it's bio data now though, isn't it? So he's not going to get far. He's not going to, he can't do it. Those things cannot be done now. That's what I thought yeah. because the way after 9-11, they've closed all these loopholes that you could get away with when, you know, things were a little bit more relaxed 20 years ago. Scammers, um, scammers can get through things. No, so the only way you can get through it is if you forge the entire, um, well, I'm not saying the only way, what do I know? But I think the only way you can, if you, ha you have to forge the entire passport, you cannot use somebody else's passport mm. because that person has bio data that is stored. And That's they will check your fingerprints. That's true. The, the things are taking your pictures. They're not just taking your pictures. They are doing facial recognition, jump scanning, true. and all of true. that true. as well. So, true. it's not going to pass Mutala. like a huge gaping plot point for me because that, that dude is not going to get fired, just going to get himself landed in jail and you know, either in fact, he just deported back to Nigeria and straight to Kirikiri so I don't know why and to me that showed an unfamiliarity with like somebody didn't do their research but they, they, they never did say he made it though exactly, it doesn't say anything about they just, that they just left it open, they just left it open there they never did say he made it but Pius is a smart guy, though. You, do you really think that that's a decision he would make? Like, that's a you know. Pius is not a smart guy. Pius is a greedy, compulsive liar who has an actual problem. Mm. He's he's like um, it's almost like someone who has a gambling addict. Who's a, who who has a gambling addiction? Mm. He's not a clever guy. Mm. Not a clever guy. He's compulsive and he takes some really really big risks, and sometimes those risks pay off. Mm. Um, but not because they were planned and properly thought through. Mm, that's, that's for example, the for example, the very first scam he did where he stole the money, that was a big risk, made a lot of money, but big okay. thing he didn't consider was that that's the the Indian guy at the start would have would know how to work the system to get mm. back at him. Yeah. Not only did he lose the money eventually, I suppose he also then had to pay that. It wasn't a smart guy. You're right. He wasn't. You're right. You weren't happy with what? Pius's accent. What was? What was up with that? It was. It was. It wasn't Nigerian enough. Sorry. Yeah. And well, he's American. Yeah. 
I can tell. <laughs> that's my, yeah, that's yeah. my, you uh, can tell, I mean, you know, we know, like, even I get that complaint that my accent is too American, whatever, like, can you, it just immediately, I could tell that he was trying to put on an accent. And he was, the way he spoke, his cadence was so off. I kept throwing me each time because he was, there are, there are ways that Nigerians speak that he was so slow and deliberate about that he was trying to get that accent out that just threw for me. But I don't know. I thought his acting was very good because I could sense his, his greed, his discomfort, the the, the you know his drive his hunger mm. all of that i could sense and i really really disliked his character um i kind of felt pity for him but i could see i could just almost see the greed in his eyes and how he was such a manipulative person oh it's it a horrible horrible and i really felt for izzy um especially that scene where he was saying call called the, the, the Australian guy. It, it was like someone who was on drugs. I thought, yeah, it, I thought it was very compelling because obviously he was quite desperate and he knew that his life depended on it. And of course his greed was there and he was willing to step over anyone and use anyone to get what he wanted. So, and then of course the end as well, where he was trying to escape um, using the boy's passport. So all of that, I thought, I thought his acting was very good. I thought Izzy's acting was quite good as well. Um, and so was Auntie Grace's. Those are, I suppose, the three main characters. Yeah. The 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 Aussie guy was he Australian? Yeah, he was Australian, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, his character was Australian. Yeah. I thought it was actually quite good. He was. He yeah. seemed very. He seemed like the kind of. He had that sort of white Oyinbo person cockiness, yeah, about yeah. him. But yeah. also Oyinbo person cockiness, like I can also play the system in in Africa. But that last scene where he got caught, I I didn't expect that from him at all. Yeah, um, I didn't expect that he would go and meet Izzy. Uh, if he wants to meet me, you come and meet me where I am in my office. I'm not exactly. running around on yeah. small boy yeah. in Lagos. Yeah, but, but this is what happens, right? There's a lot of trust built into being an American, being uh, a young kid that would lower his guard to send him to meet a kid. When you meet a child in a strange place with a strange man. All of those bells should have started ringing. But again, I, I, people can get complacent. And I, I, I felt, I believe that whole scenario where, but nobody should, you know, one of the biggest warnings my parents ever gave is never carry anything for anybody don't know. And yeah, he, he obviously learned that lesson the hard way. But yeah, I thought his character, I thought all of that, that whole scenario was very believable because Izzy, I mean, yeah, Izzy was a, a child who he helped before and, you know, was, he, he would have seemed to be somebody in need. And don't forget that he comes from a society where you go, you actually help people. He's not Nigerian. <laughs> so, but, but Nigerians he, help people too. No, no, no. But here's the thing. But he's been in Nigeria long enough to be able to to have confidence enough to go and shake up that guy that took the ten dollars from Izzy. So for me, that mean that shows you know someone who yes, he's kind Australian, of, yeah. but he's not stupid. He knows the Nigerian yeah. way. So yeah. I didn't like that thing that that happened at the end. I think I didn't even found another way. Yeah, I didn't think it was I didn't think it was convincing. I mean, it was conv the acting was convincing. Um, it's possible. But when I think about the, he seemed like too sharp a guy to have fallen for that loose. Um, 
Exactly. You know, but, but, but uh, yeah. He's coming, he's but, coming, and he's not there. He's almost here, he's just outside. That doesn't make any sense to me. I, I think they, they, he didn't, he didn't have a clean way to close the story. So everything... But that scene was actually well... Do you, do you think it was... I just thought, like, at that point, when he, they were saying, oh, he's coming, he's just waiting for you outside, just take this box to him. I just felt that that felt such a weird way to... Yeah. That whole, like, after that, that whole ending, last maybe 10, 15 minutes of the movie, just didn't sit well with me. If It felt to me like we need to end this thing and let's figure out a way to... Yeah. So I also didn't understand the scene where he went into that big house and he was talking to Baba and there was EFCC around and Baba was telling the conversation made sense because that conversation was a warning. Um, which obviously because of his greed and his compulsion, he he didn't heed. But I didn't why the big house and the EFCC something and I don't know. Eh? Why kill friend? Hey, I didn't even understand how that was his friend. I didn't, I didn't, I was like, okay, who's this random person sitting down there? I knew who he was, but then it, was, it didn't mean anything to me. Wait, what scene are you guys talking about now? Aha, you see? They killed some, did you know the, you know the police officer? Okay, Charles, killed one of his, his friends, was. yeah, yeah. You know, but we didn't really know him as a friend. We didn't really have that connection where we'd be like, ah, they killed that his friend, Shaq. Yeah. You know, it was some guy that was sitting down there who, if you didn't, really if you weren't paying attention, that guy. Missed him completely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So quick thing too. Um, people, one critic criticism it had was that okay, here we go again. This is the kind of film that the West likes to show. Abi, showing Nigeria, we don't have very much time, so we can't spend very much time on this. But um, what did you think about that? Again, because to me the story, because I saw the story from Izzy's perspective, I didn't see it as another scamming story. Mm, totally. So I, 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 I don't see that. Okay, I, I think having that is a uh, factor, like told it from a different angle, but and I think we should always try and explore telling the, the totality of our existence, good and bad. All right, I like that. Okay, well, thank you very much, everyone. This is another episode of The Non-Expert Guide to African TV and Film. We just watched uh, Nigerian Prince and just talked about it. See you next time. Peace. Peace. <laughs>